Yo, what's up? This is Rise with Jake. You've entered the most entertaining, boombastic podcast you have ever heard in your fucking life. And if you don't know me, you will. And the people that do know me know that I'm a fucking ridiculous guy and I have a lot of shit on my mind all the time to talk about. So listen up. Let's go, bitches. What's going on, guys? Fries with Jake. Super excited to have my guest today, Doug Castle. Like Matt Castle. Like right? Matt Castle. Like it's Matt spelled, Castle. Spelled the same way, yeah. Gonna talk about some fun stuff today. Haven't seen this guy in a while. Uh, I, last time I saw him was a show a couple months ago uh, with Kevin Bicking Jr. If you listen to the podcast, you know who he is. He's one of my best friends, and um, you know we was playing a show down there, and he uh, Doug was putting on a show. But before that, was that like uh, ten years ago or oh <laughs> eight? Uh, 2011 was when we first met. 2011. Yeah, that's okay. a while. Was that at Jump Zone? That was at Jump Zone. That was a Jump Zone show, and then I invited, I invited your band to play my old radio shows. Oh yeah. First show ever. What was the radio show? The Mosh Pit Hour. Where was that at? Was <laughs> that for Rowan? That was, no, Camden County. Oh yeah. What, oh, you were what were you um, were you DJing on there or yeah, I was How DJing. Was I was just uh, just a guy that was trying to do a radio show at one point. Yeah, and I remember us at the time getting on there. But was I with Own Your Enemy? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yep, it yeah. Was with Own Your Enemy, and I yeah. used to go and I remember hearing it on like this college radio station. It was just awesome, you yeah, know. And that, and that was and it was uh it was definitely cool. Um, so yeah, we you know we've known of each other for a long time. Haven't seen each other in a while, but um, you know we're both doing good, both doing our thing. Um, mixing it up a little bit uh, tonight with this podcast. We're gonna be going over um, hip hop. We're gonna be going over some rock and roll, and we're definitely gonna talk about some Eminem shit. So <laughs> as as you can tell from the intro, uh, as far as doing it different, add a little music to it. You know what I mean? Me and yeah, me and Doug, good. me and Doug are. Uh, sitting there and trying to figure out what exactly we wanted to put on, and we we're like, ah, well, you know, we could go this, we could go old school, and then we heard "Till I Collapse," and it was a rap like that. That was it. Um, first, it, song. it is a good song. First thing is though, so like I know that but now. How long were you playing uh, music and band stuff? Weren't you doing that back in the day? I was doing it back in the day. I started a band when I was like fourteen. 15 years old, we were together till I was probably about like 17, 18. Um, then my drummer uh, basically OD'd and killed himself. Uh, that's not so, good. Uh, so a lot of us just like stopped doing music for a while. And then when I was like 24, uh, a friend of mine uh, hit me up and was like, hey, do you want a front man in a band? And I was like, yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, Let's do it. Fuck it. You know, I, I, I've been a while, you know, kind of. Was in this really dark hole for a real long time. Yeah. Uh, just from that itself. And it's like, I had to do something to get myself out of it. You gotta get out of that, man. You gotta get out of We're it. not talking about that. <laughs> no. Motherfucking podcast. Okay, we're not talking about any of that shit. Listen, it's not a joke. We understand. We get it. It's a serious fucking thing. But we're here to have a good fucking time. No, absolutely. I agree. And, and I hope you're having a good time. Oh, man. Because it's, listen. It's, it, it's in, you know? And it, and it can only up your spirits. Now, I'm not the asshole here. Anybody out there who thinks I'm a fucking asshole, I am the complete opposite. I will, if I'm your buddy, I'm your buddy. I'll be there. I'm there for you. Whatever, you know, however it is, I'll do my best. But, damn it, I'm here to have a good time. And I that's what that. the fuck we do. So, you did that, and that band's no more, and then you... Yeah, that band stopped being a band 
probably a little, six or seven months after it got together. Right. And then I kind of started going off and doing my own acoustic stuff. And, like, the progression of me as an acoustic artist has just, like, it's, like, the size of a foot-long hoagie. Like, you go bit by bit, and then you just get to the whole thing. And just, right, yeah. The progression just is incredible, like... And do some singing too, yeah, right? I do some yeah, singing, yeah. You're yeah. on Facebook, you're you're singing it up a little bit. Right? On Facebook, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with that. So that's cool, man. Like, you know, and obviously you know, I you know, you met me when I was in your own your enemy, but even before that, um, just real quick going back to what he was saying about um his one of his band members committing suicide. That actually happened to me that dude. Um that happened to I don't know if you remember, but I was in this band, uh, Trip Kings. It was a. It was a. It sounds familiar. It was I've... way before. It was yeah. like a couple years before "Own Your Enemy." Okay. And you know, and hey, he he wound up committing suicide too. You would never think it, but you know, shit Sometimes happens. That's what that's what happens. You know, it, it, you know, it's just one of those you don't things. expect it to happen. And though. he was cool with people and everything, but maybe he had like a little bit of innerness or or whatever. Maybe some yeah. things he felt guilty about, or you know, whatever it was. But um, you know, and I miss him and stuff. But you know, sure he's up there rocking, right? Absolutely. And, and that's it. Hey, and that and that's what we do. So you know, as far as uh, playing, I, I was doing that. But I was in a thrash punk band for probably like six, seven years, dude. Nice. I mean, nice. you know, I started playing drums when I was like sixteen, and then I and then after that, I was impatient and I was like, I don't fucking do this anymore. I'm like sitting here in my fucking I'm basement. Done. I'm done. I'm not playing the fucking drums Fuck anymore. Kids. Yeah, yeah. Because my cousin, he had came over and he was like. This is the drum set. I'm just. He's like, I'm just gonna show. I'm just gonna show you one beat. He just showed me one beat, and it was like. A... I swear to God, I played that beat for like fucking months, <laughs> dude. It's just like with the fucking bass pedal, like. Then, then it's and then you get comfortable with that, with starting to play in that, and then and then you're like, I'm gonna add a little bit of a hi hat, like, and then it's like, and then you start like. And then you, then you can do like a roll and like do 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 do. And start adding fucking symbols. Next thing you know, you got the Pearl Eliminator doing fucking double bass. You're in a fucking punk band, 180 pounds. You're skinny for the first time. You got your fucking shirt off. You're fucking throwing shirts up. You're fucking going crazy. You got people fucking mosh pitting all and shit. Like it was fucking nuts. But I did that for so long and I got tired of it. You know what I mean? I was like, oh god. But in this thrash punk forever, I kind of want to expand. So that's when I kind of left and. You know, did some other shit, but um, you know, obviously we know that you're a singer and, and you play guitar, uh, right? Play yeah, guitar, well, play acoustic guitar. guitar, but you electric too? I can play electric, but yeah, permanent acoustic. Okay, so what's the name of your band now? My band now is called Ahoy. Ahoy. Okay, yeah. what kind of music is that? It's all right. So I got basically uh, my genre, uh, my genre given to me, uh, and it was called sing along emo. <laughs> Sing along emo. Sing along emo. Yo, you know who love that? I have to mention his name again, Kevin Bacon Jr. Hey, <laughs> hey fucking yo, he he's he's I remember we were sitting down you know um and this is hilarious. You know Matt from uh, Moments Capitalized yeah. or whatever. So we're hanging out at his house, right? And Matt's Matt's showing like his band or whatever and we're like all right you know cool and then like and then kevin's kevin's like real into that you know what i mean like he's into music hearing music seeing what you got you know seeing what you got and jamming out or, or whatever so 
And this story was fucking crazy because Matt, he comes over, and this is the first time I meet him. He he has a box of fucking shot glasses, bro. Like on the kitchen table, dude. Like, Just like pick your shot yo, glasses. He, I better. was like, what kind of shots is it? He's like, I don't know, dude. My brother gave it to me. Like, how many shots are in there? There was like a hundred shots in there. I'm like, what are you guys doing right now? Listening to music getting fucked up? Yup. <laughs> Apparently. Shit. Well, what the fuck? Glad I was invited. And then, um, you know, went over there. But what goes back to the point where, so they're listening. And I think at one point, Kevin was like, <laughs> Kevin was like, yo, bro, that's like so emo. But like in a good way. And I was like, I can't believe you just said that. But, you know, he, he's, in the, he's in that stuff. And there's some stuff that I like emo too. Like, like don't get it wrong. Like, he- Kevin is my homie. But, you know, he can tell you some shit that I've said that was fucking ridiculous too. You know, but, you know, like some, uh, you know, used was kind of. Emo-ish, right? The old, yeah, old use, yeah. Seosin. Seosin, definitely. Seosin is like an emo thing. And, and I, you know, I, I like that stuff. There's uh, definitely a new new age to emo now. Like, uh, uh, I mean, they've been around forever, but uh, American football, that's more of the, uh, that's more of what's considered the modern day emo. Okay. So it's, it's not, it's not as much as MCR, the used, um, Bands like that, it's not as much as that, and it's it's kind of made its progression from the Cure even. Okay, so, okay, yeah, so yeah. You have the original originators of email, right? You know, the Cure, and then you you know you go through your stages. So it's like every music goes through its stages. Absolutely. Yeah. I did. You think the Cure was like kind of emo? Oh yeah. If you, but they, even they for they the time happy, though. Sad songs. They made happy sad songs. Happy sad songs. Yeah, yeah I guess you you're right. The, That's taking you, it back, but yeah, I yeah, guess you're right. If you listen to the lyrics, the lyricism of him, he was. Depressed and dark, and you know, it's just like it was like, do you need a hug? But then you listen to the music, it's like super upbeat and happy, and it's like, yeah, it's just right. throwing you for a big what the fuck, yeah, <laughs> a big what the f- like, am I supposed to just be happy and sad at the same time while listening to this? Right, yeah, that, so, no, no, I mean, it, it definitely, it definitely does make sense. Um, did you have you guys? Did you play shows in your old band? Have you played a show? In your new band, old band, yeah, we played a bunch of shows. Uh, the new band, we are, uh, we played our first show actually. We played our first show. What was it? it was uh, two weeks ago? I want to say yeah, like two weeks ago. Played this uh, show called Wretch Fest. It was like a bunch of different bands, a bunch of different genres. Uh, it was basically me on stage with an acoustic guitar and. Uh, <laughs> And basically playing uh, interludes in between my sets, in oh, between okay. my songs. So it was like this whole big kind of. What thing. was the band there? Was there? A- Actually, I, all right. So it's called a band because you're gonna when you hear the album when the album's fully done, it's gonna have a full band sound. But oh, really, okay. it's just you. It's just me. Okay. <laughs> so did you have the band sound when you played the show? No. So okay. it's just my acoustic guitar. Just like no, music. like uh, like fucking drum machine. No. Okay. <laughs> no drum machine. I, I, in all honesty, I'm I'm excited because I want what I want to do is I want to get the setup to where I can have my acoustic guitar, but I can have the drums and everything on a solid like a loop pedal. Okay. And press it and it'll play that and they'll play and I don't gotta worry about. Oh, you wanna do you wanna play in the band for a temporary time, mm-hmm. you know, and then decide that you don't want to do this anymore and you leave me high and dry in the middle of a show. You know. Right. Well, that shit happens. Trust me, I oh, know all I, about that, dude. I I definitely it know. Sucks. It's it's it's. And you know it's like when you're in a band like a full band because I've I've joined bands I've created bands with friends and I created a band myself so I've been through every stage like 
the thrash punk stage where they'll fucking tell you my old band like old band no fuck dude i remember coming to shows hungover and shit dude or i was like late or didn't fucking show up because when i always played drums i i was never i didn't give a fuck dude like yeah. i was just like i ain't tuning these from fucking drums i don't care i just get on and fucking beat them it's like my bike i don't clean my bike i just get on my fucking bike and go well i clean it now but you know, <laughs> you matured. Yeah, it's you matured. Yeah, but it's the, the it's, you have like a lot of stages that you go through, right? So it's like, and then the next band, you know, you start getting a little bit more serious because every single fucking band, when you have like a bunch of people in a band, it always starts off as like, yeah, Yo, you want to jam? Yeah, I'll jam. Okay, so you go down and you start fucking jamming. Yo, we made a song. Great, let's make another song. Great, let's make another song. Do we have a bassist? No. All right, we'll go get one. So we get a bassist. And then next thing you know, we have a whole fucking band. And it's like, yeah, I really want to play a show. Then you start fucking playing a show. Then you want to get fucking merch. Then the fucking band manager comes in. Then you got the fucking tour van. Then you got to figure out tour. How am I going to get off work? What the fuck's going on? And then it turns into, and then it, and then it just turns into like a fucking a business. Job. It's a job. A job, a fucking business. Yes, that's correct. That's, that's where a lot of people don't understand. Like, it's music. It's great. But it, there's two parts to that word. It's a music business. Right. Plain and simple. That's that's what it is. A lot of people don't understand the second part of that word, you know. And that that those two words, they they just look at the music part and like, yes, I can do that. But if you don't know how to, you know, market yourself, if you right. don't know how to, you know, schedule a tour, if you don't know how to order merch properly, if you don't know how to do certain things, your bands, it can last a while. Yeah. It can be a total jam band, and that's cool if that's what you want to do. If you want to be a touring band. You have to understand both sides it's of the work. It's fucking hard. It's and I hard I started doing that for a lot of my bands because I was just good at it. You know, I was the one for the one band, you know, found the fucking manager, found the fucking van. And then these guys played and, and they chipped in and they did their thing. But after a while, it was just like, I mean, we were all doing it together. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I was always actively like constantly trying to oh, put it on the music player, get, you know, put us on fucking websites and, and, and do this. And I did that with multiple bands. I just won. I did that with multiple bands because I did that. I did that with Impulsive Decision. And I also did that with Own Your Enemy, too. So I did kind of the same thing. Um, but Own Your Enemy was different because I basically created it. And I'm not trying to, like, take fucking kudos and be like, you know, I ain't fucking creating a band. But, like, literally, that's what happened. I said, fuck joining a band. I'm not joining a band anymore. Because you got dudes that have already played in for a while. I'm just a fucking guy. And then, you know, creating a band, like, with a, bu- with a couple people, sometimes it was people I didn't know. For seven years, it was the dudes that I've known my whole life. And then it just got, like, no, fuck that. I'm creating my own band. I pretty much burp on like every podcast. I don't know why, but I don't fucking care. Um, so, uh, you know, then it just turned into uh, I'm creating a fucking band, you yeah. know? And then I found Jay. Me and Jay have been tight for a while. You know, we went like two years, I think it was, with like a singer. It was a singer screamer. This dude was named Barrett. And he, uh, he's really fucking good, man. Like he was the, you know, he had the look and he had the, he had the fucking scream and he could sing and this whole shit. Or, and I think he screamed more than he actually sang, but at the same time, he was just good at what he did, you know? Yeah. So then, and then he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. So now, after two years and an EP that's recorded, it just, it just didn't go anywhere. So then we had to find singers. We had to try out people, blah, 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 this and that. Talking to the band, talking to Jay. We're finding guitars and 
finally got everything done and then we found Francis, you know, but we had a couple other people. We had one guy come in, he fucking played for us. I'm like, ah, all right, we'll let you know. And then we had him, we, we tried out like a couple other people. You had guys coming in just like, you're like, no, you know what I mean? But like, you're not going to work. Like, thanks for coming. It was like fucking weird. Like, you don't know these people yeah. they are coming to your house. You they're trying out for your fucking band. And, you and they got to like go on the mic and fucking, and, and, and you know, scream and sing and, and see what it is or whatever. And then uh, he, the guy, that one guy came back, he kind of had like an E-Town concrete type of sound. And okay. then we were just, we like, yo, shit, let's fucking have that guy come back. And then we were like, nah, it's not going to work. <laughs> the fucking guy came back twice. You know? So then it, it just, it just, uh, you know, whatever. But was your last band a full band? I thought I remember you were in uh, a full band at one point. I was in a band called Weekend Revival. It was a definite twist on everything. It was like this uh, listener, uh, Touche More type band. Mm-hmm. A spoken word, screaming type band. Like raw emotions, putting it all out there. Saying, right, Fuck sure. It. Yeah, right. Um, and that band kind of fell apart when I thought I had a full lineup, and then the guitarist kind of like was like, "Fuck it, I'm doing my own thing." The drummer was like, uh, "I want to do this, but I'm kind of busy with another project." And my bassist okay. was still there. Uh, we aren't friends anymore, though. But okay. my bass is still there. That happens though sometimes, man. Yeah, it came down actually just recently that we stopped being friends. Really? So, yeah. So it was a very interesting situation. Hmm. I got accused of some things and I didn't appreciate it. Yeah, that's bullshit. I was like, I got screenshots proving that I ain't do shit. I'm only fucking chain smoking because I don't know where the fuck my lighter is. And I'm like lighting fucking cigarettes off my fucking grill over there like I'm some fucking hillbilly. I don't know if that makes you hillbilly or not, but I'm just going to say it makes you hillbilly. <laughs> makes you hillbilly. Yeah. It's all good. It makes you hillbilly. And if you're hillbilly, hey man, props to you. So, we had a good time uh, fucking talking about, um, uh, whatchamacallit, fucking bands and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, and that brings up another fucking point. Uh, you were putting on shows. Yeah, I was putting on shows for a real long time. The basis of Weekend Revival mm-hmm. uh, and myself started hosting shows called uh, for Teary-Eyed Booking. Um, and that just stopped being a thing due to... Mental health and other things, and just like it became a little too much, uh, having to basically cover everything, and then bands being pissed because I can't pay them because I have to cover everything. Dude, I know what it's like because I've I've That's I've been worst. there, and you know, you put on a show, you find the bands. Now it's fucked up because you you know, as the promoter, you have to find the band that draws. Oh yeah, like but the whole thing was I technically wasn't a promoter. I didn't put myself as a promoter. Okay. I so. put myself as a booker. The difference between a promoter and a booker, a promoter will promote the show as well as that. Okay. I put the show together. And I promote, I, I did promote, but I didn't promote as like a promoter would promote. I left that in the band's hand because here's the thing. I'm going to put this show together. I'm putting out the money for this show. Yeah, that's But I need true. you to that's put true. the work out to get people to come in because you will get paid off of your work. Right. It's, it's, it was a simple... But only you know, if you can fucking get people to come, only though. Only if you get people to come. But the whole pay-to-play bullshit... It was not a pay-to-play That show. fucking sucks. I fucking did that before. Yeah. And I fucking hate it. It's like, it oh, was, you gotta sell 100 tickets. And I then never, you're like, fine. I never people. once did that. I was gonna do it for a, a show that I was possibly gonna get. I was gonna do, you know, here's advanced tickets. Not that you have to pay-to-play, but here's advanced tickets. We'll discount the tickets, you know, everything like that. Because I would have had to charge, like, 15 at the door. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll charge twelve, you know, for the tickets or whatever. You get three dollar discount per mm-hmm. ticket. You know, let the bands do whatever they want to do. Um, and then a couple of bands were like, Oh well, if you do that, we're not playing. I was like, All right, cool. Then I won't do that. We'll just leave the idea. And there's two bands that said that to me actually dropped the show anyway. Oh really? Yep. It was. I think it was the night of the I Fight Fail show. Okay. Oh, the one that I was at? They dropped that night. Like, yeah. There was that's... a couple other bands that were supposed to Why play. Why they drop? Because Rich People was playing. No disrespect towards Rich People, but Rich People was playing the same night. And people Which dropped. Rich People? What's... Rich People's a pretty big band. Oh, that's a band. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying, like, you know, Rich People were playing. Like, people that were actually rolling up in fucking Bentleys and shit, right? Like, Mercedes. Yo, were, I got my fur yo, coat. Yo, got my fur coat. Yo, coming out with the chin chilling, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. If you rocking some chinchilla, you rich motherfucker. Like, you rich motherfucker. Mo- yo, yes, you a you rich dude. Chinchilla's got to die to get you a chinchilla. You can say motherfucker. You can say motherfucker. However, which way you want to say it, motherfucker. You are rich, like Frank Lucas, motherfucker. He had a chinchilla. You, he had money. Yeah, it was it, he had money. You know what I mean. So if you got, I mean, if you put on a show and Rick Ross pulls up, you know shit about to get serious. That's <laughs> you, know, you know shit about to get real serious. <laughs> real fucking serious. Could you imagine Rich Ross pulling up and a fuck a Rich uh, Rick Ross, Rich, <laughs> Ross. Rich, Rich Ross, Rich Ross? But Rich Ross. It makes sense. It does make sense, right? It makes right? sense because the motherfucker's loaded. That was actually a mistake, but it makes sense <laughs> it makes because sense. isn't Rich? Or it's what is it? It's uh, rich, and you call rich uh, Dick, or is that Rick? Rick. Can Rick and Rich? Uh, it's Richard. Richard, is a dick. but can a, Richard is a Dick? Richard is a Dick. But can you? But it's not Rick and Rich. No, Rick is one nickname. Richard, uh, for Richard, Rick is one nickname. Okay, yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. So Rick, it can be a nickname for Rich, but who is Dick, a dick? but <laughs> who is a Dick? But Dick can also be dick. Rich. Yeah, and. But Dick can Rick. never be Rick. Oh, Dick can never be Rick. <laughs> Dick, can, <laughs> Dick can, never be. can never be Rick. Okay, now that we've there you fucking... go. Now you've officially, you officially made your first merch shirt. Yes, right. That That is a merch shirt, yes. Don't be fucking stealing my ideas. Yeah. It's notated on... <laughs> it's notated. I'll go back to this podcast and I'll be like, I fucking created that idea. So... Um, but yeah, I mean, if we uh, switch over for a little, I can't fucking talk. If we switch over to some fucking hip hop shit, dude. Yo, I'm down. Can I? All right. So a segue here. I threw a hip hop show. Did you really? I did. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. The hip hop community, the local hip hop scene does not know how to do anything like at all. Like. I was like struggling my ass off to get this show together because it's one I love hip hop, right? Like genuinely love hip hop. Mm. Like I'm a I'm a connoisseur of all music. I listen to I'm everything, the same, dude. I listen to everything. yeah, but do you really listen, I listen to everything? I listen to like, fucking you, opera. Okay, I are, listen are to you, bluegrass. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you are you some shit no. that nobody that's not the even reason. a genre? Like no, banging yeah, drums, like, uh, like stop shit. I fucking found that shit interesting. Like I find music just music in general interesting. Like if you can come up with something that is evocative and then it's just a tone that no one's ever done before and it just attracts people. It's just something that's it's beyond language. 
Right. It's fucking like you know that mean girl quote. You love math because it's it speaks to everybody. It's a general right, language. Yeah, yeah. Music is a general language to everyone. Doesn't matter about genre. It still speaks to you. If you if you break down music to just the bare bones basic, music is just your heartbeat. Yeah, basically, dude. It is your yeah. heartbeat. Any type of music can any type of music can change how you are feeling. At any point in the day. Right. That's why I love music and I love any style. But back to the hip-hop show. Yeah. These these kids, I was trying to show them. I was like, listen, you invite people out, you will get paid from me. This is how it works. Right. I ended up having... I lost like $300 that night. Really? Because no one brought anybody out. There was like one act That's that brought worst, people out. That's the worst, man. There was That's one act that brought worst. people out. But I ended up losing so much money on the show and it was like... What the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, I want to host these shows because they're cool. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I can't host them if nobody's going to bring people out. Well, that's the problem because people want to fucking play a show. But, you know, when you invite people out to play a show, it's tough because you're the artist and you're like, yo, come check it out. I'm playing a fucking show. Blah, blah. You're all super excited. And people got shit to do, man. Yeah, like, no. it's always it's always something. That's um, why I always tried to book like two months in advance. So that would be like... Build your inventory. Build your invite guest now. I don't know if you know this. I think you do, but I'm not sure. I got rap. I got six rap albums up. I do. Yeah. I knew and, this from I, back I, in the day, 2011, buddy. Yeah. I know this. Yeah, like, I this. and I've been doing it since uh, probably I was doing it since '05. And you know how it happened? Um, I'm the same way, man. Like, um, you know, I really, I'll show you some shit after this. All right, cool. <laughs> um, but uh, which McCall? Back to like 2005. How it happened was. I, I usually liked a lot of like old school hip hop. Was in the union and I was working with this dude, um, and he's like, "Yo, my little brother raps." He's like, "Do you like rap music?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I like some of it or whatever." So um, he's like, "My little brother raps." He's like, I'll br-. "I was like, yeah, you know, bring in a CD and I'll fucking check it out, dude." I'm telling you, I uh, put the CD in. My dude was going fucking hard. And he was a producer. He's been producing for like, um, his name's Sling Raw. And he's been producing for, uh, dude, I don't even know, fucking 25 years? Damn. He has so many fucking beats that he's created for people. He's like your favorite producer's favorite producer. Nice. That's like his saying. And you know why he was so fucking cool? Because. That's how I got started, dude. I didn't know how to write bars. You know what I mean? I didn't know the structure. I didn't know how the how the flow went. I didn't know how to, you know. So I go over his house. He's like, yeah, you know, come over. You know, I meet my brother or whatever. And he's like, check this CD out. Throw in the headphones. And I'm starting to vibe to it. And I'm starting to listen to it. I don't know what the fuck it was. But I was listening to it. And I was like, well, dude, how do I... Uh, you know, how do I write? Like, I mean, how do you, you know, so now uh, he just kind of explained, like, you know, you hear, like, you're a drummer, you know how rhythm goes or whatever. So you hear how the beats kind of on like a, like a boom, 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 boom. That's obviously super basic, but then you're just, you kind of want to get in the middle of the flow and not, and not be off beat. Like, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of rappers that can beat off, well, now fucking days, you could just mumble on the fucking thing (laughs) and it could just be trash, but, and get, yeah, you could, you could, you could could fucking get famous, but yeah, but that's why I respect that dude so much because he actually took me in and he was like, yo, you want to fucking do an album? Fucking did an album, man, and coolest fucking kid ever, man. He 
pizzas. There's just no like, there's no like prejudgment with this dude. There's no like whatever. Like if you're a cool fucking dude, he'll, you know, he'll give you his advice. He'll fucking keep it 100. He always does. And like, even with the uh, Eminem, MGK shit, you know, he, he basically was like, you know, it was pretty good from MGK. It wasn't the best, but he had a lot of, he had a couple bars, but this and that. Like, he definitely keeps it real, but I respect that dude so much because he's always oh, yeah. been super fucking cool, dude. And from that, next thing you know, man, it was just like fucking six albums. I think it was like four from him, and then I did a couple with a couple other people or whatever, but that's been, that's been my dude forever, man. His fucking beats are just, are just nuts. And, and I like doing it because it's my story. Yeah, it's my words, and you know a lot of people. I got a lot of flack for that for a while because they all knew me as a drummer. They didn't know me as like this fucking hip hop guy, and I got a lot of flack for a while for that. And it was like, listen, man, fuck it, dude. Like I'd be like, this is my first rap. I'd be like, here's my first rap. I'm I'm showing like my rock and roll buddies. He's like, dude, you ain't no fucking rapper. Like, come on, bro. And I'm like, yeah, but listen. There's some potential here. Or maybe you think there's no fucking potential here, but whatever. I'm fucking doing it, dude. I'm doing it. I, listen, that's cool if you don't want to do it or whatever, but, like, I'm doing it. And I like what I'm doing. And, honestly, if I go back now, the first album, yeah, it was trash. But at the time, you couldn't fucking tell me that. Yeah, you know no. what I mean? At the time, you're like, oh, this is, I'm so, and it's just, like, listening to my own voice, listening to, like, how I created words in my head to go and flow and all this, and all this stuff. It just escalated from there, and, you know, fucking six albums later, like, I still have to, he's fucking, he's probably still pissed at me, but, uh, not pissed, but, like, it's like, I go on and off with shit because, you know, I'm trying, like, I have to put out this album that I've been trying to put out forever, but something always happens when I try to fucking do it. Like, I'll I'll have things go to, I'll have... Things go together, and I'm like, I'm putting this album out. There's gonna be some old shit. There's gonna be some new shit. There's gonna be a combination. Like the newest song, the newest songs that I have are three years old, but nobody's ever fucking heard them. Yeah. So I was just gonna put out this massive like 14 track fucking album. I got the album cover. I got everything, but like something always happens to where I can't fucking get it moving, and it's constantly like that. But back in the day, I remember going over his house, and I got sick. And I puked, and I was so dedicated to the mic that I puked, was sick forever, and then after that, dude, I fucking went and recorded. Yeah? And I fucking finished the That's song. That's dedication, man. And we were all in the fucking basement, everybody's fucking chilling, everybody's hanging out, we're all fucking making music. And then it went, from there, it went to like some other crazy shit where I was at a party, I was rocking a mohawk at the time. And uh, it, and I fucking did a freestyle. I was all drunk, and I think this was. I mean, this is probably when I was like in my low twenties, and I, I I think I was smoking at the time, and I was all high and drunk and shit. And then fucking uh, I just spit this freestyle, and people were like, "Yo, okay." Like I actually impressed people Yo, at a party. Yeah, no. And it wasn't like some trash shit. Like I can't freestyle for shit. Like I just I know that about myself. I cannot freestyle that's for shit. Where, that's where me and you different at artists. You can write. I can fucking freestyle for days. But you can't write? I can't. My cadence gets fucked up when I write. Really? It really does. Like, I've tried to write bars, and they come out as trash. Like, beyond trash. So I'll go over a beat, like, four or five times, 
and I'll keep the hot shit, and I'll yeah. just re-record fucking shit that I fucking I, that I can connect it with. Okay, okay. So it'll still come out good, and it's like it's written, but it's like it's got to come from my head, straight from my head. It can't be head pen head. Okay. It's got to like come from the head and like just be there. Right. So and like that's awesome. That's that's. But that's, everybody has their fucking thing that they has do. Their different things. I've always been a writer. Like once I got good at writing, there's people that'll fucking kick my head, dude. And I went full force, like. I remember going to a freestyle show in Philly with some fucking chick, and it was an open mic. Or I don't even know if it was an open mic or it was a freestyle battle, but then it got canceled, right? I went up there. Dude, I'm serious. Like, at the time, Eminem was everything. He was everything back then, you know what I mean? I mean, he's still everything now, but, like, even more so back then. You just knew Eminem because, he, I mean, he was all over the fucking place. He was. And he, was, like, he had so many fucking what, people. What, nine? From, like, 2002, like, and up. Like he was all right, and this was like 2004, 2005 when like so Eminem, like uh, no, that was encore. Uh, yeah, probably. 2002 was Eminem show, so like 2004 would be like encore. Yeah, but then we're listening to like all of his freestyles, and he was like, "Uba you, uba 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 you, uba uba you can suck a butt, dick and tuba a tuba or whatever the fuck he said." Yeah, seriously, it was like, and that was like off. There's no, it's hard to believe that it was just like. He just had that written somewhere. No, he had like, to free that, dude. No, he he free, had to. Free, if you watch any of his freestyles, even the ones that are like five years old, four years old, and he's like on Tim Westwood, and he's like just yeah, spitting these right, bars. Right, right. I'm just like, what the fuck is this man doing? Or like the 2000, what is it, 2015 cypher that it was him and Royce, like standing in the thing. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, uh, something about, uh, um, I'm on my... I'm, Driving my car through the uh, the, the build a bear or something like that. The build a bear. Guacamole spread. Guacamole. Like, dude, he goes ham really? and it's fucking just retarded, but it's so good. Yeah. It's like oh and my that's, god. And that's and that's what's crazy. But I went to the show. I should probably look like Eminem. But dude, what got fucked up was they. I, I started freestyling, and I'm like the only white dude there. And everybody just started, like, seriously, just like, ah, he can't fucking spit, you know what I mean, or, or whatever. And they're just looking at me like, who fucks this guy, or whatever. And it got crazy, because as soon as I started to freestyle, I wasn't coming at anybody. I didn't come at anybody, I didn't say anything, I didn't do anything, I just super, like, freestyled whatever I could think of. Then, this fucking clown decides to fucking come at me. And he's just like saying, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, and then it's like, oh, we're starting the freestyle battle. Battle? I was only here to freestyle. Wait a minute, you just sound yeah. like a 90 year old grandmother. Battle. 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 You're going to battle right now? Is this is where this is going? I thought this was supposed to be just like a freestyle session. But it's true, dude. Like back then, That's it's what, what it was. About. Like, you know? It was it, a dog, dog culture. Said, listen, they've said it, and it isn't me saying this. There's been multiple people that have said it. That hip-hop, for a long time, has been a mainly African-American thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a black culture type of thing. Because you think about it back in the day. I mean, yeah, okay, you had Beastie Boys. They were, they, but you didn't have they were, mo- they were rap, but you could still consider them rock. They, right, you know yeah, I mean? to a point, to a point. There wasn't, until maybe, like, Cypress Hills, there wasn't a, like, 
mainstream white boy rapper. Right. You know, I mean, okay, who do you, who, like Vanilla Ice, but was he really like can we really hip hop? Right, can we that's what I'm saying. Him? Listen, he stole a beat. Like, how can you classify He changed it though. He changed uh, it. Did he really? Yeah, because did. the original, the original song, the original song was, and he changed it to, like one little fucking thing. Hey, but everybody gave him slack for that. Yeah, but it's like it was a white boy and it gave him slack. I mean, it still was a top forty hit. Like before it was. Yeah, it's true. He didn't grow up doing it. Like it wasn't like. Like, the struggle that it was back for our favorite rappers growing up. Like, our favorite rapper, Like, my favorite rappers, top three are easily... And I don't give a fuck what anybody says, but... Mm-hmm. And Biggie and Pac. Always to this day. Will always be this today. Because, one, Eminem is a monster. Not with just freestyle with fucking writings. Yeah. Monster. Biggie, on the mic, he was a goddamn genius. Uh, just freestyle. Majority of that record was freestyle. Mm-hmm. Pac wrote stories, wrote stories that captured you. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what it was about, like back in the day. And they struggled to get to that point. Even though Pac was a Juilliard student, he struggled. He still struggled afterwards. Yeah. You know, I mean, Biggie, thrown in jail, struggling to feed his daughter. You know. Right. And every great hip hop story that you'll ever hear, there's been a struggle. A child or something that's a driving force. Yeah. To gotta do it. Yeah. You know, and, and today's rap isn't like that. That's why you'll see these mumble rappers go on interviews and be afraid to freestyle. Yeah. They you don't do have see a story a to tell. Yeah. The only way That's a main thing that I always did. I always told stories, dude. You have a story when you have a story to tell, no matter what it is, it could be the shittiest freestyle in the world, but if it's a story to tell, you'll still capture someone's attention. Right. You know what I mean? That's the difference. Here's like, a little story, you know? <laughs> right? So it's it's you absolutely know I mean? like, true. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it, that's what Legitimately, it is. every major rap beef, every major rap battle, every major rap influencer has had a story to tell. Yeah. Today, it's not the same. Listen, little Yachty, for what you do, that's great, bro. Like, do what you do. You're not a rapper. You're not a rapper. <laughs> you are a pop artist. Right. Yeah. I hear you. Designer. That was a great fucking beat. You're a pop artist. Yeah. Anybody that considers yourself a mumble rapper, you're a pop artist. I think eyes. they were trying – if I'm going to – and listen, I don't like the mumble stuff either. But if I'm going to sit here and be honest, I think they were trying to change the game a little bit by saying – this is the younger way that us boys do it, and y'all old heads can go over there and do y'all thing, but, like, we're going to sit here and do our thing and trying to, like, mix up and change the game. Like, and my counter-argument to that is that they tried to do what the old people do. They tried to mask their ability. They tried to get the cadence of, like, an Eminem or a cadence of, like, Tech 9 or a cadence of even Logic. Right. And do that fast cadence... But they couldn't. I dig logic. Logic's fucking. Logic's on a whole nother level. I mean, I don't give a fuck what anybody whole, says. I, I, besides that whole Joiner beef with logic kind of coming out with the one eight hundred number before, like. Uh, oh, Joiner did before. Joiner did. Joiner did. I'm sorry. 
like there was this huge beat between Joyner and uh, and Logic for the one eight hundred song and I'm sorry because Joyner came out with a song called I'm sorry and it was literally about you know a person killing themselves and the person reacting to it. Okay. And like while Joyner was writing that, Logic came in. Or Logic producer came into the studio while he was doing that, and then Logic mysteriously had this one eight hundred beat coming out yeah. and like song come out. Yeah. So like granted, like. It's it's great. You have an art form. I'll never take that away from you. You have an art form. But don't classify yourself as rap then. Yeah. Like, like in all honesty, that's great. You want to call yourself mumble artist. Call yourself mumble artist. Yeah, but I don't think they really do call themselves mumble artists though, they do. right? Yeah. They really say they like, call, they're mumble? like, I'm a mumble rapper. That's just so you're corny a, to you're me not though. A rapper. That just sounds... What, uh, break it down. What is a rapper? A rapper is a lyricist. Mm-hmm. They're a person that is well-spoken. Even cadences that go fast. Listen to Twister. Ever hear Twister? Oh, Listen yeah. Listen to his shit. And his cadence is fast, but you can understand the words that are coming out of right. his mouth. Right. Yeah, um, he had like the world record for fastest until, spitter. Until Rock God came out. Oh, he no way. He, no, yeah, he, Rock God took that. They broke it? Yeah, Rock God broke that. Well, real quick, back to the, the show. We kind of went into some <laughs> we other definitely, stuff. We definitely, we definitely, yeah. But that's fine. I mean, it happens. You know, you got that's multiple. With the you know, podcast. we're talking about hip hop right now, so it's going to be a lot of different things talking about. But you know, what you're into, what I'm into, all that shit. But like, dude, so the guy going back, you know, go to the show wasn't supposed to be a freestyle. Uh, then, it, then it's not a freestyle. It becomes a rap battle, and the guy he starts coming at me, like, and he's like, get on stage. So they're like, get on stage. So I'm like, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. I went on stage. Next thing you know, he's rapping against me, right? And then I come back at him. And I wasn't good, but I came back at him. He hands the mic to his boy and was like, here, you go. Now he's rapping against me. And I say something back. Then he hands his mic to his other boy. And now he's now I got three on one. <laughs> I got three dudes who are super lyrical coming at me. And dude, seriously, no bullshit, no fucking around, no whatever. They were like, you better get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, like yo, and that, is, like, that seriously happened. And like I said before, 50 Cent. 50 Cent. He's fucking said it. Everybody knows it. He's heard it. It was on, it was actually on a Comcast thing. And they were like, well, what do you think about... You know, Eminem and people claiming that he's he's one of the best and, and this yep. and that. And, and yo, and like I said, 50, 50 said it. He was like, listen, for the longest time, hip-hop has been a predominantly black culture. And yeah. to some people, you know, you got a white kid that's the best at it. And he goes, yeah. you know what he said? It is what it is. It is what it is. But you can't deny that he had the fight for that, dude. Oh, yeah. I can't know. And he said it, dude. Like, he he went through the rap battles. He's He broke fucking going into these, like, ciphers, like, hundreds of people. And, just and like, could you, like, how fucking crazy is that? He oh, had, you had, crazy. everybody has to hold their own. Yeah. But no, are absolutely. you are you really saying to me right now that he didn't specifically have to hold his own? Can anybody oh, yeah, argue no, no. that fact? I mean, I'm not trying to be any type of way. I'm just saying, like, he said that. He's literally said, like, you don't know what the fuck it is to come up in a fucking cipher and have to, like, just, you know, freestyle after freestyle, show after show, whatever after whatever. And do it. And not do just, it. Not just be about it. You have to do it. But what's crazy is that 
Everybody considers him the best, but how did he get second place at the rap battles? The that rap dude, Olympics? Or the rap Olympics, the yeah. rap Oli- He got second place because of the dollar scam. No, no way. You really think that's true? Absolutely, because it was by cold. It, it, you're primarily, when you come up, they were not willing to give him his dues. His bars were ten times better than the guy that he battled. Ten times better. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing old, uh, old like things of it real quick, but um, I don't know exactly what he said. But I know he had fucking bars for days, dude. Yeah, he killed the dude, and like they still gave it to him. Before we run out of time, let's go to this new beef then. Yeah, so. correct. Yes, because it's starting <laughs> to reach. Know. It's starting to reach like the time that we like end it, but. I'm going to we'll go into that. We'll, we might go over a little bit, which is which is totally fine because we totally went into depth about rock and roll. <laughs> we totally went into depth <laughs> about, about hip hop and then and, right and then we went right into Eminem talking about Eminem and what what we've done and all that. But I'm going to have you start it off cuz I need to go light a cigarette. What what the, what do you what do you think right. about this whole so, thing? So all right. So when we break this beef into what it is, uh MGK basically thinks that you know, he was wronged in some way. Like, he, he he's a, a child with a silver spoon. Like, he deserves to be recognized. And per our previous little bit, you need to earn that. You need to earn that. You have not earned it yet, my boy. There's no way he thinks he's the best. Come on. He... No, come you on. You called dude. yourself the rock devil. The only one that's equally on the he same He only play. said that to reverse what a rap guy to come at M. But here's the thing. You have to somehow, on your mentality, think that you're that kind of level. You have to, in order to step up to that battle, you have to think that you're some kind of that level. But MGK, MGK had to though, dude, because he knows that no, listen, they then are. why didn't he go after Easy? Why didn't he go after Easy? Easy came after him after that freestyle and destroyed him. Who? Easy E or not Easy? Woo woo! Easy G Easy G Easy. Oh, G-Eazy. I get what you're saying. G-Eazy yeah, G Easy came yeah. after him after that freestyle and destroyed him. I, I heard, did, yeah, but I you don't hear, hear much about that. I didn't hear a peep from MGK. MGK no, he did after, come back. No, he came on a freestyle. No, that freestyle was before. That freestyle, because Eminem and uh, oh wait, and maybe G-Eazy, did MGK say something about G Easy? G Easy responded though. He responded and with a tighter, just a tighter diss than even Rat Devil. I don't like, think he, he got his due for that though. People because no, people don't really consider G Easy like a fucking rapper. Nobody cares about that right now. They don't. You yeah. know why? Because MG, MGK is smart when it comes to promotion. I'll give him that. Yeah. Who are you gonna go after? A, a rapper that's pretty much on the same level as you, or the fucking god of rap? He's got to go after the top. I mean... Here's, here's my kicker. Okay, so you, you take this beat at where it really started. Not the tweet. I fucking hate the people that say, oh, it was six years. Took him six years to fucking rap back. No, motherfucker, he's not even on his radar. And that's where, you, yeah, but a lot of people, here's the thing, a lot of people didn't really fucking know that. And a lot of people were like, yeah, why did it take six years? But they but didn't know the whole took, truth, though, because nobody heard them, that side. I know, but if you would have took a just three listens, three listens, to know that it was originally about the Tech 9 beat that he came out. It's on the track. He says he it before did say the, it, yeah. He says it before the Haley line. Yeah. 
Because he doesn't give two shits. If, if it was brought up to where he, where MGK brought it now, that'd be another thing. You said a fucking tweet, and Eminem doesn't hold on his tweets. He, yeah. Up until recently, he didn't do his Instagram or his Twitter. Right, yeah. He didn't find out, like he said in the interview, and I'm just quoting what he says, he didn't find out about it until a year and a half after. Right. But can you switch it off and say, now, you could say, maybe fucking, you know, a lot of people were giving MGK the benefit of the doubt, and they were like, oh, that's some fucked up. And the only reason I believe sort of what he was saying, because I already remember when he was banned from Shade 45. Uh, I remember before that all tweet. that. All like I remember that, but then then tweet. you got Eminem saying like when when Sway was like, "Did you really try to shelf MGK?" Did you and he was like, "Fuck no!" But do you, but who's telling the fucking truth? That's the fucking okay. thing. I believe Eminem, Eminem, but like I thing. understand MGK. Do you too. honestly think Eminem would have been scared to come after him with a diss track right then and there? No. To end that boy's career, you want to know why they didn't end that boy's career? I'll tell you why. Sean P Diddy Combs. M's manager got together and said, hey, you got to apologize. M, I'm willing to bet, knew nothing about it. Oh, maybe M didn't know, but Diddy fucking was like, was like well, that's, can- well, that's where it gets fucked up. Because what I've heard, this is just what I've heard, that M is with fucking Shady and Interscope. Yeah. Well, guess what? So is Bad Boy. That a bad boy is under Interscope. So now you're having a family feud. Oh, yeah. And it's bad. It's just fucking bad business. Oh, absolutely. It's like you got all this shit. Now, maybe Diddy was like... We don't Yo, need bro, that. We, this is something that's kind of right. brand new. Let's let's kind of and like, a lot of people don't get that. They're like, "Well, who gives a fuck?" No, dude, you you're not battle. in the fucking game, bro. You're not in the business. You don't know it, how this shit goes. It wasn't until MGK came with the subliminals saying, "You just rap. You're not a god." Okay. And a whole bunch of other stuff. And he had what 16, 16 bars, I believe, in that Tech Nine track. I didn't hear the Tech Nine track. The honestly. Tech Nine track. I'll play it for you afterwards. Tech yeah. Nine track. He has maybe like sixteen bars, and he tries to destroy M in that sixteen bars subliminally. Right. All right. Eminem took half a fucking song and obliterated this kid. I will agree with you on that fact. For simply, simply, I went back and I said this before we started the podcast. I went back and re-listened to it, and I put on a Facebook post. That I really listen to it. Because a lot of people know, like, and I'm talking to you, and you know who you are, Kelly, and they know that, but they don't know, they don't, they're not listening to, like, all the I other shit. I know who shit. you are, Kelly. Yeah. Playing at him like he's a fucking pedophile. Right. Come yeah. on, bro. Like, that line is fucking sick. That's like, fire. Oh, my God. That's fire. I was like, and then I was like, yo, MGK, you're my boy. I've been rocking you since fuck. Now, look, you might have had it before, but I've been rocking MGK since Lace Up. I remember listening to MGK and people were like, who the fuck is MGK? And I, dude, and I think that MGK has some fucking bangers. Till I Die, Alpha Omega, like those fucking songs were fucking, and why I respect them. And here's the thing, a lot of people don't understand why I like MGK, because they always are like, bro, I thought you would be more into like Yellow Wolf, because he's like tatted, and he's, you know, he rocks with M, and this and that, but to me, MGK is superior to Yellow Wolf, because of this fact. Excuse me, there's a lot of other people that do this, but on both of... MGK's albums, Lace Up and fucking General Admission, the not the third track, not the fifth track, not the fucking 13th track, the very first track 
on both of those albums, he, they, he put a rock band incorporated with his fucking song. He, they, he put Avenged Sevenfold on his first fucking track with M Shadows. The second album, he had Lizzie Hale fucking on his fucking shit. And then he's doing a, then he's doing a, a, a rock song with Sleeping With Sirens. And I think that's the name of the band, Sleeping yeah. with Sirens. And he's on Sleeping with Sirens fucking track, and he's like mixing it up, and that's fucking cool to me, dude. I'm sorry, no, but it's fucking cool. I think it's cool, and I think it would have been really great. But he overstepped his bounds. You well, that's because he got pissed, dude. He's pissed. Oh, absolutely. Sway's well, gonna I come mean- up to you and say. Yo, MGK, what's good, dude? Like, how about you fucking come up and chill? And then, you know, MGK's probably like, oh, yeah, definitely. And then, like, then Sway's got to turn around because he finds, he works for the motherfucker that don't fucking like him. And then has to say, actually, you got to handle whatever the fuck you got to handle before you come onto my show. Now, honestly, that's going to piss somebody off. And then oh, he absolutely. can't go on Shave 45. He can't fucking do this. Now that now there's this whole shelving thing. And I kind of believe the shelving thing originally because, man, look, you, nobody's inside the business unless Nobody these motherfuckers. It. We are not inside the business. We do not have inside information. Just right. giving everybody a heads up. It's just speculation. Um, I mean, in all honesty, because there's, there's always that line. There's, the, you know, there's your side, their side, and the truth. You know, I'm I'm going by what I've seen as a man's career. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I've never once heard him shelf an artist. Even somebody that's been straight up... Think listen, about, about Slaughterhouse when the fucking first album didn't go good. No, no, no. Because he talks about that. Yeah, that's what he I'm saying. He talks about the button thing. He says they said they wanted to, you know, do it differently. Because they thought it was too polished. Yeah, because... And he was like, let me take a step back then because I don't want it to be too polished. Because if that's me... That's my fault they didn't sell records. Right. He takes 100% blame for that. Right. And then you got Joe Bunnan. He says it. He says it right in the interview. He's like, me and Joe were cool and now we're not. Because the fact is that whenever I got a platform, I'm boosting Slaughterhouse and them. Yeah. But he went on his and show. And boosting Button. And he went but on his Button show. Button went on and was like. And, dis- and basically straight disrespecting the band. Yeah, he was like, Yeah, he was basically like, that album or that song was trash. Yeah. But I'm honestly... Like, Dude, that's how fucking Button is. I know, but he's I mean, just you know. He's but he also. Life. But here's the thing: a lot of them dudes got a lot of hatred because, you know, back in the day, Slim Shady days, you know, they did Bad Meets Evil, and him and Royce were like on it. You know, I think they were both from Detroit, and they both could spit, and everything was good. But then Eminem and Royce had a falling out for oh, yeah, a few the years. Thing, the thing, yeah. yeah, that whatever the fuck happened, they had a falling out. Now. They rekindle. So think about this. Think if you're Joe Button. Think if you're Crooked Eye. You know, think if you're, you know, whatever. Then, um, what's the other dude's name? It's Joe Button. It's Crooked Eye. I forget the other fucking dude's name. name. Oh, Joel Ortiz. Yeah, there you go. And um, uh, Royce. So, you know, think if you're one of those guys, not Royce, and you see M and Royce. Royce is in your group. As in your supergroup in Slaughterhouse, and you see Royce putting out a fucking album with fucking Eminem, Eminem and Crooked Eye ain't fucking getting together. Eminem and Joe Button ain't getting together. Now you're you're seeing like a uh, 
Like, dude, bro, like, why are you, like, you're, you're saying you're, you're, you you boost everybody, but, like, you and Royce do a whole fucking album? Who's the other person that, that, who else, honestly, who else has Eminem seriously did a full album with? Was there Besides, like, D12, no one. No, not yet. Besides uh, D12. No, because him and, him and, uh, him and, him and, uh, Jay only did that one song together. So, no, no one. Uh, the thing is. You see what I'm saying? But like, maybe, I get uh, it. So, we're not in that room. So, maybe for a fact, we don't know what the, what the whole thing is. Maybe Royce and him got along better because they were from Detroit. If you're not gelling with an artist, maybe he tried to do something with Button. Maybe he tried to do something with every one of those That's guys. hard to believe. That's hard to believe. Because the they were boys we the like whole... that. Just like I don't think that M was boys with Button or boys with Crooked. I don't think he was like boys he was with any bo- I think that he thought they could he rap. He was boys with – well, he definitely thought they could rap. They, he thought they could I rap. I mean he did he say – he did say in the interview, these guys are fucking lyrical geniuses. Yeah. He complimented so he, them. Yeah, like, he did. Even when he's pissed off at Button, he still complimented him by saying he's a lyrical genius. Right. You know, here's here's the thing that you like that they need to understand. He took a step back. He didn't tell you to stop making that album. Right. He left you to make that album, do whatever the hell you want it. Then Joe Bunny came up to him and said, "I think we're working on some stuff," and then did some solo shit. Well, Joe Bunn also had his fucking problems. Too. Yeah, with the yeah his whole shit. Yeah. But back to the MGK and the Eminem beef. He but, should come back though. I. Come if on, he's dude. The only like, one that comes at him, then he will. Yeah, the, but back in the day yeah. when he went, dude, he went at Irv Gotti forever. He made yeah. four songs or three songs he, at he Irv. He made a song one. at Ja. I know. He made he he ended every, Ja's career first of all. Yeah, he did. But still, <laughs> when he stepped in the but game, he was like America. Yeah, but fucking Jake, uh, Ja clapped back too. Ja clapped back, but no, it wasn't until because M hopped on the one track. Uh, ja clapped back at him and put Haley's name in the track. Then he came back with Haley's Revenge. And fucking ended and his career. ended his career. But you gotta think, is it he... Eminem doesn't want to fucking come back at him. For what reason, dude? You have People need to hear it. I know it. people need they to hear it, but heard that. They haven't heard a legitimate... A legitimate a beef and a minute and even, not even Bizarre said it. Bizarre was like, Ooh, I think boy. it's good. Yeah, he, yeah, but he said it's good for hip hop. I really believe he thinks he was like, but he's like, Ooh, I think he, he was like, I think I, this is the best that I've heard. And Mr. Kelly, Mr. Kelly <laughs> spit. He's like, I think he stayed up all night <laughs> and wrote the best, wrote best possible <laughs> lyrics that he could, and I thought it was good. But boy, boy, <laughs> boy. the repercussions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So oh I my mean, God. Biz is still one of my favorite members in D12. I love him. <laughs> But Biz is one of my favorite members of D12. He's like personality-wise, he's like just funny as fuck. Coming back to it, we'll end the segment with this. It just comes down to okay, you know, fucking M had some shit to say. Yeah. I don't give a fuck that it took him fucking six years, maybe for a year and a half. It, he he, whatever wasn't on his radar, whatever. But you know what? People wanted to hear M side. Now maybe he didn't put it out as a diss track, but he did go with Sway and he explained it. But honestly, as MGK is my boy, I give MGK mad fucking props for coming at him and everybody was saying he's going to career was. But listen, it's like M said: if if I mention you, you win. If if uh, you mention me, you win. 
it's a win-win for him. It's a always it's it's always gonna boost him. So I can understand when Eminem says, "Why the fuck would I come back at him? I don't want to boost this guy anymore." Th- just rap devil. I mean, did 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 uh? Buku views did Oh my god, it was ridiculous of how many views that got. Right? It's ridiculous. It's probably got Just because it shit. was... Then it's like you can... Now it's a song. You can get it on fucking iTunes or something. He, but, yo, I don't understand... This is one thing I don't understand real quick. How the fuck... Okay, Kamikaze came out. Bro, like two days later, the motherfucker had a song and a video that quick? That quick? How the I fuck saw, is I that? I saw a conspiracy theory. That M wrote his own diss. Yeah, <laughs> I just, said that. Did you? I oh, that said was you. That was me. That was you. That I was said, you. what if Eminem wrote fucking MGK's diss? For what, though? To boost his own sales? Like, I personally think, to end this whole shit, that M should fucking come back. I give MGK props. But between, you know, you, me, and whoever else fucking listening, M will destroy MGK. Oh, Absolutely. If he gets a whole song, it's over. It's fucking it's over. over. Could you imagine it? I don't even think it's possible that he could put out a diss song and it's trash. No. I mean, every one of his diss songs has been quality. All right. Uh, Time is about to go up. We're about to end. Thanks, Doug, for coming Maybe out. Love Thanks you guys. Fries and Jake. Love you. Bye.